0: So, I'm talking to Katherine Slack. She's currently a senior at Oxford Prep. How has Oxford Prep helped you get college ready? Um, well, they
1: offer me AP classes, and they do tutoring uh, Fridays after school, and they have dual enrollment at Vance Granville. Mm-hmm.
0: That's helped. How has your experience been at OPS?
1: I mean, it's, it's been all right. It's decent. Um... It's better
0: than what most high schools would be like. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite memory from Auction Prep? Um, oh, my favorite memory
1: would have to be when the track team won um, our conference championship for the first oh,
0: time. Oh, yes. Woo! Um, and how has Auction Prep benefited you? <laughs>
1: uh, I mean they they've given me extra help and stuff so they benefited me with probably academics <laughs> probably it. do you
0: receive the help you need in school um, most of the time yes I want to say yeah <laughs> what advice would you give to upcoming seniors
1: I would say get your work done don't don't get into the senioritis because it's real bad and
0: um just don't take anything for granted yeah what advice would you give to the younger you uh you need to get your uh senior project ready (laughs) right (laughs) that would be my advice what are your future plans
1: um, my future plan is to go to college mm-hmm. for some money for running. Yes. And to become a physical therapist. Ooh!
0: Did you decide what college you were gonna go to yet? No. No. <laughs> yet. What will you miss most about Oxford Prep? Athletics. No. What is it like to be a Griffin?
1: I mean, it's a lot. It's kind of like. A tight? I, I don't know. <laughs> it's nice, I guess. It's it's like um. I don't really know how to say. It. I don't know. <laughs>
2: what the frick
3: is it like to be a griffin? <laughs> um, I just said it's like it's decent because like it's making you strive to be who you want to be.
0: A griffin is. Like a it helps me spread line. my wings. I'll spread my wings and I'll be proud to
1: fly. Yeah.
0: I'll
1: edit
4: it.
0: I'll edit it. Okay. okay. <coughs> oh. So this is Nathan Metcalf from Oxford Prep. He is currently a senior. Has Oxford Prep helped helped you become college ready? Yes. It has. How has your experience been at Oxford Prep?
5: It's been a solid 8 out of 10, I think. The academics, balanced with the athletic opportunities, it's been a mm-hmm. really good time here.
0: What's your favorite memory from OPS? My
5: favorite memory is uh, probably the cross-country team, and just the sports, and the soccer mm-hmm. team, and there's out-of-school classroom experiences. Yeah.
0: How has Oxford Prep benefited you?
5: Um, It's prepared me for the college workload, for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah. Do you receive the help you need in school?
5: Yes, I do.
0: What advice would you have for upcoming seniors?
5: Um, I would say don't come in thinking it's going to be easy. Yeah. Um, Know that you're going to have to work for it, and what you put in is what you get out.
0: What advice would you give to the younger you?
5: Uh, uh, probably take easy electives. Mm-hmm. Because your hard classes are going to be hard. Already, yeah. Need extra
0: what are your future plans?
5: I want to go to medical school and study anesthesia.
0: Ooh. What will you miss most about Oxford Prep?
5: Probably my friends, because those are the. They're gonna. I mean, they're gonna stay with me. I know, but not being able to see them every day. Yeah. gonna be different.
0: And what is it like to be a Griffin?
5: Uh, you get to be. You get to make your own choices. You get to be independent more than you would be in a public school private school you kinda get to make your own you.
0: Thank you. So I'm with Ben Hester. He is currently a senior at Oxford Prep. How has Oxford Prep helped you become college ready?
6: Um I think having an opportunity to take college classes, uh, take A P classes give me the experience of like what a college would be like college class would be like
0: how has your experience been at Oxford Prep?
6: It's been fair uh, for me. I feel like school is gonna be school, so you're not gonna yeah. like it wherever you are. But made good friends at here.
0: What's your favorite memory from OPS?
6: Favorite memory would definitely be sports related. Probably my freshman year when we won the conference championship.
0: In baseball. Yes. Oh yes, I remember that. How has Oxford Prep benefited you?
6: Um. I've become more independent. I don't rely on uh, other people as much. Um, yeah.
0: Do you receive the help you need in school?
6: Uh, I feel like Oxford Prep could have more like study programs or mm-hmm. something, or like a study hall.
0: Yeah, what advice do you have for upcoming seniors?
6: Um, be as social as possible. Don't uh, don't be afraid to get in trouble or something. Uh, make as many friends as you can
0: mm-hmm. What advice would you give to the younger you?
6: Yeah, if I, I would give the advice of um, Not stressing out about school as much because that's just gonna make it work.
7: Yes
0: What are your future plans?
6: I would I hope to be accepted to North Carolina State University. I want to study statistics
0: Wow What will you miss most about Oxford Prep? My friends and what is it like to be a griffin
6: um since the school is so small everybody is pretty close Mm -hmm. even people you really have nothing in common with uh you can hold a conversation with them fairly Mm -hmm. well so but i guess just um everybody's close
0: so i'm talking with rory brewer she is currently a senior at oxford prep how has oxford prep helped you get ready for college
1: it's helped me become more prepared
0: how was your experience or how has your experience been at Oxford prep it's been okay what's your favorite memory from Oxford prep
1: playing golf my senior
0: year how has Oxford prep benefited you
1: it has helped me become more prepared for college by giving me harder classes
0: do you receive the help you need in school
1: I guess
0: What advice would you give to upcoming seniors?
1: To take like harder classes your first semester because it helps with yeah. colleges and not stress.
0: What advice would you give to the younger you?
1: Not to take AP environmental your senior year. Oh
0: yeah. What are your future plans? To become
1: a sports
0: psychologist for a college football team. Ooh. What will you miss most about Oxford Prep? My friends. You better say me. Specifically.
8: (laughs) (laughs) My friends, especially Morgan. There you
0: go. And what is it like to be a Griffin? It's. Is like becoming
1: more independent becoming like being able to handle more difficult tasks thank you
0: so I'm talking to Macy Hawks she's currently a 12th grader at Oxford Prep how has Oxford Prep helped you become college ready
8: um, the classes are really constructive and they're not as easy as normal classes like some of the work that i get is a lot different from the work that people i know that are in like a regular high school get so it definitely makes us prepared to have a lot harder of a workforce in college
0: how has your experience at oxford prep been
8: Um, i have mixed emotions there have definitely been like good times and there have been bad times there have been times where i'm struggling really hard in class or they're doing really good in class and there's always going to be that mixture of things. Um, overall, it's been all right. I just, I don't know what my experience would be at a normal high school yeah. or a normal school.
0: What's your favorite memory from Oxford Prep? A hard one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a really hard one.
8: Yeah. I don't really, um, the trip to UNCW. Oh, yes. Didn't I go with you on that? Yeah, that That was was fun. fun.
0: (laughs) We snuck out onto the beach. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How has Oxford Prep benefited you?
8: Um, It's made me look at myself more as a person and, like, construct my life in a way that I know I'm going to be successful. And it's helped me, like, look at a lot of, like, bad habits of myself, but also, like, good habits that I have Mm -hmm. in order to do work or either to just accomplish things like everyday life
0: do you believe you receive the help you need in school
8: not really I feel like sometimes like feel like teachers sometimes don't understand that I'm not really like one to get help from the teacher like mm-hmm. in class I usually need like help individually because I do better individually yeah. and I'm not always going to be the fastest learner I usually need like extra time to like get a concept like in pre-cal no I'm not good at getting stuff done like right on time Yeah,
0: because
8: (laughs) I'm not good at processing formulas like that it takes me extra time like pay attention to what needs to Mm -hmm. go where and I need to see like a thought out process of it in order to do that and a lot of teachers like they don't usually understand that because I mean not everyone's going to learn the same and there are going to be different types of learners in every single classroom
0: what advice would you give for upcoming seniors. Um, be
8: prepared because it's not as easy as everyone makes it out to see. Yeah. Um you're going to cry, you're going to get stressed out, you're going to feel like the world is ending, but it's not. Yeah. I mean, it gets easier with time and just having people that are supportive supportive of you it helps. And having People there for you to talk to it helps a lot mm-hmm. because if you feel like you've got people there for you and you feel like you've got a support system you're going to do better because if you don't then you just feel stressed out all the time mm-hmm. and you feel like you've got nowhere to go.
0: What advice would you give to the younger you?
8: Um, pay more attention in class and try to get stuff done like more on time don't procrastinate even though I get my work done on time and I procrastinate it still would help better I just go ahead and get stuff done. I have plenty of time, not so I'm rushed.
0: Yeah. What are your future plans?
8: Um, I want to go into college and get a degree in like, the medical <coughs> field. I'm not sure exactly what I want to do yet.
0: I'm with Emily Fawcett. She is currently a junior at Oxford Prep. Has Oxford Prep opened up any opportunities for you?
9: Yeah, it's really helped with... Doing Bates grammar classes because so, my goal was to try to get as many hours as I can for college.
0: Oh, yes. What are your strengths when being a student?
9: Honestly, it's the fact that I procrastinate really badly and I still get
0: good grades. <laughs> oh my gosh. What can you improve on as a student? Not procrastinating. And on my help. <laughs> what type of assignments do you learn from? Things that I can do by
9: myself because I don't really like group work very much
0: yeah sometimes I don't either it depends on what it is though is Oxford prep a welcoming school
9: yeah I think it is I've never had like an issue of feeling like out of place or anything
0: what is the one thing you could change or what is the one thing you would change if you could change something about Oxford prep Um, probably I
9: would separate high school and middle school because I feel like the maturity levels are just too different. Yes. What is
0: your favorite thing about Oxford Prep? Probably
9: the, it's pretty laid back. Like, I feel like we don't have a lot of, like, strict rules where we Mm -hmm. have to just feel like we can't have fun at any point.
0: Has Oxford Prep helped you further your knowledge and
9: education? Yeah, like I said before with the advanced grammar classes, I think that's really helped me a lot. Do you believe that Oxford Prep has
0: school spirit?
9: Yes, I think Oxford Prep does have school spirit, but probably more in the middle school because I feel like high school is more just focused on getting
0: good grades and graduating. Yes, and then leaving as soon as class is over. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you. You're so I'm with Smith Bradshaw. She is our upper school principal for Oxford Prep. What are your future plans for Oxford Prep?
2: We are continuing to look at growing real life curriculum for our students. Mm-hmm. We are adding robotics in the spring for some of the lower kids. Oh. We are adding biochemistry courses in the coming year. We are adding multiple science electives Mm -hmm. where we look at real life um, events such as global warming. What does that mean? What does that look like? Mm -hmm. We have just received a grant for a greenhouse. We will have an ecology class. So we are continuing to grow so that our students can get outside of the drudgery of Mm -hmm. day-to-day classwork that we all have to go through (laughs) and actually get their hands into real-life work. Mm -hmm.
0: Well now I wish I would stay in here. Oh my gosh. I wish you were too. Perhaps (laughs) you can consider
2: coming back at some point in time. And working with the kids that are here then.
0: Oh I will, I will. What sparked your inspiration in OPS?
2: I came from a very large technology company. I was vice president for acquisitions and mergers. I was seeing a lot of young people come out of even very good college programs (laughs) with a lack of understanding in how to solve problems. In the world we live in, the problem that exists six months from now is not the same problem that exists today. So it's important to have math and chemistry Mm -hmm. and English. It's more important to be really interested and understand that I need to really get in and understand the hard problems so that I'm not afraid to solve a new one. My company was uh, a global company. We were in telephony. I used physical chemistry every single day of my entire life. I used math every single day of my entire life. Um, My daughter was entering high school, and the high schools here were abysmal. Mm -hmm. She signed up for, as a junior, four AP classes, and the high school then eliminated three of them. It was then that I knew, without a doubt, we needed something more. Yeah. Uh, was suggested to me by a person who at that time was the superintendent of schools of North Carolina mm-hmm. that I might want to think about developing a high school charter school here Ooh. in this area at the same time Mr. Swanner was thinking about the same thing this person knew both of us put us together, together. and there you have
0: OPS it. <laughs> <laughs> what accomplishments has OPS reached
2: One of the things I am so extremely proud of is actually this year's graduating class. They, to me, epitomize what we had hoped for when we thought about OPS. They are a group of young people who are so profoundly caring about other people. They almost to student the first thing out of their mouths is how can I help someone else Mm -hmm. that needs to be our driver for the world going forward oh yeah and and this group of young people just models that so well but behind that they have a perseverance that we've not been lucky enough to see in a graduating class until this year. They have overcome really hard courses. They have excelled in their college courses beyond what we could ever imagine. Uh 84% of these young people are going to be graduating with a lot of college credits and they're mm-hmm. making A's and B's and I am so proud of them. Yeah. Because I can remember them coming in as eighth graders and ninth graders and crying that math one was too hard.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> and now
2: they are making A's and B's in their college courses. That tells me OPS did what was right.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We helped them get through the crying spells. Oh yeah. And yet they hung and they hung with us doing it this group of young people as seniors are so highly ethical, they are absolutely focused on doing the right thing. So if I could say, what is the model for OPS? It would be this graduating class is the one that I would hold up and say, that's who we want to aspire to be.
0: Oh, what do you hope the students will take away from OPS?
2: The hard things make us stronger. Mm -hmm. Overcoming the hard things make us proud of ourselves and make us know that we can do anything. Anything.
0: Yes. And how are you helping the students get involved in the community?
2: That's hard. (laughs) That takes a lot of time. I think if any place that I would consider I have failed, it is in that that area because I don't think I've done enough to make it possible for them to easily get involved so I would consider that my failure Mm
0: -hmm. what do you look for in teachers
2: that they like students
0: oh yeah (laughs) that
2: if if they absolutely love kids and that they love learning new things themselves Mm -hmm. if a teacher believes that they are an expert then, in my opinion, they're not a very good teacher because this world and content and things change way too too much. much. Yes. I am not an expert in anything (laughs) because if I am today, tomorrow it's different. Oh, yeah. And if a teacher feels that way, that they are an expert, then what I know without a doubt is they're not really going to care about my kids. Mm -hmm. They're going to make my kids at some point in time feel like they're too stupid to go, do what they need to do, they can't do that. We have to be in this journey together.
0: Mm-hmm. How do you try to help the students get college ready?
2: As much as anything, it's a lot about, yeah, you got this, mm-hmm. I believe in you.
0: Yeah,
2: That, I think, is, is my job, because yeah. if I believe in them, even when everybody else doesn't, hopefully they can believe in themselves, yeah. they can do this, because if they believe in themselves, they're
0: ready. Yeah, I know I get a lot of support here, which really helps. Good. Yes. And that that's the whole intent. Mm-hmm. What benefit does Oxford Prep provide for the students? We're small enough that
2: we know everybody here, mm-hmm. which says we can tailor the belief and support to the individual kids, sometimes that feels a little different. It means that one student may need me to sit there and hold their hand and let them cry about Math Mm 1, and then 20 minutes later sit there with them and work on the math problems. It might mean another student, I listen to them cry about Math 1 and then say, What is your problem you need to get up and and go do this stop crying yeah so we're small enough that we can provide individualized support without lowering the standards Mm
0: -hmm. what is your favorite part about your job the kids (laughs) just having them around Mm -hmm.
2: they it's I love being able to walk down the hallway and Young people are not afraid to walk up to me and go, hey, Ms. Fratcher, how you doing? And that, to me, is why I come back every day.
0: How would you describe the students at Oxford Prep?
2: They are a positive force for change. If the world is going to adapt and adapt well to change, it is the students like we have here that will make it happen. They view things in a positive light. They know to keep on trying, even when things look sideways. Oh, yeah. And I love that about them. They teach me every single day that I can't stop either.
0: Oh, <laughs> thank you. So I'm with Ms. Stahlsmith. She is the Oxford Prep choir teacher. Why did you decide to start teaching?
4: Well, um, probably because I always had some, well, I had a, at least several really good teachers in my past that kind of inspired me to be teachers Um, a lot of those being music teachers all the way back to elementary through middle school and in high school Um, and I also think it's a little bit in my genes Mm -hmm. Uh, my mom was a teacher and lots of people in my family were also teachers so kind of had it coming I guess Just running a new (laughs) system
0: (laughs) how do you benefit the school and the students
4: um well this is my sixth year at Oxford Prep and um I really had the privilege of starting a music program here, um, really from nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually a substitute teacher here, and that's how I kind of got to know the school. And then my own children came here as freshmen in high school, um, which is kind of cool to be. I'm really not from here, so mm-hmm. I'm kind of an outsider, I guess you could say. Um, and I feel like maybe I bring to the school a little bit of a different perspective, just from being from somewhere else. Yeah. Our families lived overseas, and they've also we've also, you know, I'm from another state. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have a background in music education and teaching uh, mostly elementary and some high school music before I came here so Mm -hmm. I kind of brought that with me and then once we added middle school I got to kind of also add that to my um, teaching experience so how do I benefit this school I guess I could say I bring a little different or new perspective Um, Mm -hmm. and hopefully a good like energy I've tried to um, really focus on, you know, making relationships with kids oh, yeah. that last, and hopefully I'm a uh, making a difference that way, I yes. guess.
0: <laughs> How do you uh, make sure the students are comprehending a lesson or a song in mm-hmm. your case?
4: So, I've been teaching lots of different classes here, not just choir, mm-hmm. but also some general music and music appreciation at the high school level. So, um, I really think it's okay to let students ask questions um, and not make fun of that, but, yeah. you know entertain questions and make that's one way we know if students are getting it or not and then for me it's just giving students time to learn because everybody Mm -hmm. learns at their own pace especially in music I have just a range of students who some are really good at reading music where others have come from schools that didn't even have a music program at all so their background is really limited Mm -hmm. Um, yet they're maybe really good at singing and so kind of um, giving each student their own Pace to work at, I think is important in learning music and kind of setting goals for yourself. Um, so yeah, it's hard. I think it's hard to sometimes know if everyone's getting it, especially in a group situation mm-hmm. of singing and yeah. learning together, but um, once in a while we do, you know, try to do some little tests and hear people in smaller yeah. groups without putting people on the spot. So I know that they're really getting it Yeah, so, or learning their part, I guess.
0: What is one life lesson you hope your students take away? Um,
4: <laughs> for me, I would say that I hope that, you know, I realize that most students aren't going to go mm-hmm. off to college and major in music. Um, actually, this year we have a few and one in particular that probably will, but that's pretty rare and I know yeah. that, but I do still hope that um, students that I teach will learn that music can still be part of your life, you can still participate in music, yeah. Um, really for the rest of your life, whether it's through church or through community band or through community choirs. Um, Even in college, there's some colleges that will give you scholarships just to sing in their choir. Yeah, 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 even if you're not a music major. Yeah. Um, So hopefully, like, instilling, like, a love of music, it'll last their whole life. Um, That's one thing I hope I'm doing.
0: (laughs) Oh, yes, I think you are. Do you think OPS offers a lot of opportunities for the students?
4: Um, Definitely, yeah. I think our school has a lot more to offer especially in the area of electives and particularly mm-hmm. in the fine arts compared to maybe some other schools in this area. Um, we you know being in a more kind of rural setting mm-hmm. I think we offer quite a bit um, oh, yeah. so I'm really proud of that for us for our school and for the students here that take advantage of that.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How long do you plan to teach? Huh.
4: That's a good question. <laughs> um, I don't really know probably a while I guess this is my 13th year so. Probably a lot more years after oh, that, yeah. <laughs> <Not really sure. laughs>
0: do you believe field trips are a good learning opportunity for the students?
4: Yes, um, I have definitely made sure to plan a lot of field trips, oh, yeah. um, of course, in my subject area, I try to make it things that are performing arts related, so we've done lots of trips to like musicals and to other schools' performances, which I think is important to support other charter schools we've done mm-hmm. that. Um, and we've t- um, had some field trips to different performing arts colleges and mm-hmm. UNCSA, which is like kind of our own music conservatory here in North Carolina. Um, so I like doing that. Of course, we're college prep school, so it also mm-hmm. helps kids kind of see what's out there within our own state, um, which is kind of a cool thing. So I think it's really beneficial. I mean, I realized a lot of students had not been hardly to any, especially live performances. Yeah. Um, Until we started doing field trips And so I try to at least have one a year
0: Yeah I know I hadn't really been on many trips Mm -hmm. like that But I love going Uh on them Do you believe fundraisers benefit auction Prep?
4: Um, Yeah I mean definitely we've tried lots of things From donut sales to (laughs) fruit sales To all kind of stuff Um, Yeah you know being a charter school with some limited funding as far as what we have for each, for our program mm-hmm. um, we really have to I mean it really benefits us because we're able then to purchase things that we need such as new instruments for the band and like this year we got new risers mm-hmm. um, when we needed simple things like music folders or just more music each yeah. year um, if we didn't fundraise we probably couldn't get a lot of those new things so um, for us it's it's been really important and yeah. students have did, done pretty well in helping with that endeavor um it's not always easy to fundraise but
0: I think for us it has been a yeah Yeah. a good
4: uh, really a good benefit
0: what is one thing you would like to improve at Oxford Prep
4: um I think for me our school's grown really fast oh yeah like super fast and I feel like if we would slow down a tiny bit maybe and just kind of pick a few things that we really want to focus on and make better. Yeah. Not like take on so um, much. Obviously for me that you know, that'd be music, but <laughs> um yeah, just really make a few things excellent, you know, and then kinda of move on from there. I feel like we offer a lot and we do a lot. But maybe, you know, making the quality of those things Mm -hmm. and and getting the commitment from students into those things, such as some of our new clubs or some organizations we're trying to start, like, how are we going to get these things to really succeed Mm -hmm. and not just kind of throw them out there and sort of do them, but instead, like, do them really well and make them better. Um, I think we need to do that. And I've been trying to do that through some things. It's just hard. And I know students have a lot of choices, so it's hard to get people to commit to some of those things. But I think we can do it. I mean, oh, yeah. For sure. Just to kind of focus in and pick some things mm-hmm. that we could be better at. Do you
0: think there should be more classes added at OPS? If so, what classes?
4: Um, I've thought about this some. Every year, usually the teachers have a little say in this because they'll say, are there any you know new electives you'd like mm-hmm. to teach next year? We have a form that we fill out. so. Um, maybe add to some of our AP offerings Um, there's even things like AP music theory that perhaps we could eventually add um, if we had enough students interested in that Um, I think one issue maybe is that we need maybe just a few more electives added into like the pool of what we offer so that students don't have to take some things more than once which is sort of happening I guess if you start school here you know like for our upper school if you start in seventh grade you end up taking some things again yeah um, because you're here for you know six years so maybe um, a few other things that would keep kids interested. I know it doesn't tend to um, kind of hook them in. If it's mm-hmm. something they're not really into already, such as humanities and general music, those are very yeah. similar, and so some kids end up taking both, and they're not really interested in music yeah. or art. Um, now exposing them to those things is good, but I feel like maybe we could have a few more things to choose from. Mm-hmm. It would be nice, and then maybe in a way that really gives kids what they what they want, um, a little more selection maybe yeah. for the students would be great. Um, I think that would help. You know, we've had some issues with discipline in middle school this year, and that might help
8: curb some of the behavior yeah.
4: problems and, yeah, and just the motivation, not just for mm-hmm. the students, but for the teachers too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so teaching the things we want to teach with the students who want to learn that, yeah. you know, particular thing, especially in electives
0: anyway. Yeah. Help everything go more smooth. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you. So I'm with Miss Addington. What do you enjoy most about working in the front office?
7: I enjoy being able to interact with the parents and students and the administration. It's one of my favorite parts.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you see lots of late uh, or tardy children?
7: I say probably fifteen to twenty a day. That's if you look. If you think about the percentage of the yeah. school population, that's probably not too bad.
0: Yeah, probably not too. But much. there are a lot
7: of repeat offenders. Oh
0: yeah. <laughs> what days do you think the students enjoy most? What days? Mm-hmm.
7: You mean like A B day?
0: Or just like, like days before break or like Fridays?
7: Right. Well, I feel like they enjoy the days after they've gotten projects done. Oh yeah. You know, I sense I sense relief. Yes,
0: all the I relief. I see
7: tension on the days leading up, or mm-hmm. when there's lots of exams and things. So I'd say I'd say the days right before break probably. Oh yeah end of
0: semester. Yeah, I'll just give you a load off. Right. (laughs) Do you think Oxford Prep is a safe environment? Absolutely, I do. Yeah. I I believe so because it's good that we have a a cop on campus just in case anything goes wrong. Right. What are some changes you would like to be uh, seen made at OPS? I don't
7: know. Um, I guess more I'm being involved in sports. I think it's good to have a lot of people involved in that. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like there's a lot of people who are excited and wanting to go to a college somewhere. Oh, and that's yeah. what we're all about so i I can't think of any specific changes.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you think the students here carry school spirit?
7: I think it, in spurts, yeah, I feel like there's some who always have it, and then there's some when you feel like it's the student population as a whole has more spirit mm-hmm. than other times oh I yeah, it's hard it's it's a rigorous curriculum here and you're busy especially as you get older mm-hmm. I feel like the 11th and 12th graders are the ones who you would think we want to have the most because yeah. they've been here and they're almost done but also I think it's the hardest for them because they're so involved they're already got yeah. foot in college they are taking so many college classes mm-hmm. and they're here on campus all the time oh yeah I think there's a decent amount of school spirit
0: me too I think once you get older you just kind of you have way more stuff going on so it's mm-hmm. it's harder to focus yeah. Um, would you consider Oxford Prep as well organized? Yeah, I would. What accomplishments are you proud that OPS has reached?
7: I think the, um, the number of students that continue to apply and get into college oh, is yeah. awesome.
0: Oh, yeah, that's really good.
7: And um, just the expansion of going down to lower school to be able to reach more students in this community mm-hmm. with the, um, great teachers. I think there's great teachers here who oh, are yeah. doing a lot of good things, and I see a lot of great students Benefiting from that.
0: Oh, yes. A lot of students are. What is your favorite thing about working at Oxford Prep?
7: Mm-hmm. Uh, the students. Getting to know them and mm-hmm. seeing their life and involved in their lives And just their, the goodness and the coolness that they Aww. are.
0: What is your favorite part about your day?
7: Um, I think my favorite part is um, when I'm in the pantry or working that. Mm-hmm. I like the interaction with the students and constant. And yeah. you know, I love, also now that I'm helping with basketball, that's nuts. that's right now has to be my favorite part of that. Oh, thing. yeah. i loving that. But generally, my work day, just uh, um, working in the pantry and and interacting with students. Thank you. You're welcome.
0: Okay. So, I'm talking to Dr. Smith, our chemistry teacher at Oxford Prep. Hello. <laughs> um, so, why did you decide to start teaching?
10: So... Originally, I worked in research labs as a microbiologist. My PhD is in microbiology. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I really enjoyed doing and was doing for quite some time. And I did a bit of teaching as part of that. But once you get to a certain point, the only next step within academics is to be a professor. Mm
6: -hmm.
10: And at that point, it becomes a lot more of an administrative job, effectively, you're running a lab while other people under you, like grad students, are doing most of your work, that in postdocs, as far as the actual hands-on teaching, a lot of that is carried out by teaching assistants. And more importantly, even though you you are going to be doing a lot of direct lecturing, that really is what it is, like lecturing Mm -hmm. in large halls. And I realized that while I enjoyed teaching after a while more than I enjoyed the research I didn't really enjoy teaching in that setting and part of it is just the scale of it but also there's kind of an aspect of preaching to the choir there because mm-hmm. you're teaching a bunch of advanced science students so their advanced science students at that level are going to learn advanced science no matter who's teaching it to them they're going to figure it out and I found it was just sort of more fulfilling to teach at a level where people maybe hadn't figured out what they were going to do yet. Maybe you know, science could kind of you know, be something that they get into over time rather than something that's just already what they do. So once I got into teaching high school, I really never looked back, and I enjoy this more than anything I've ever done in any other line yes. of work.
0: That's great that you went there and found out what you really liked. Um, so for at, at OPS, um, how do you tell if your students are comprehending the lesson?
10: So it can actually be difficult sometimes because as much as you have little assessments along the way like you know classwork and homework and things of that nature there are ways for students to get what they need on that without actually yeah. understanding yeah. it so in some cases it's not until the quizzes that I'll find that some people have difficulty with certain things obviously I always push people to ask questions and come to tutoring and that sort of thing. But the reality is some people just aren't going to ever let you know that they're struggling. So it can be difficult. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. you can tell if someone is, you know, glazing over or they're on their phone or they're putting their head down. And usually if they're doing other things, it's one of two things. either they, they get it and they're bored or cause it's chemistry. More often they don't get it and they don't get it to such a great degree that they're like, well, might as well check out. And so if it gets to that point, then you can tell that something's up, but sometimes it can be tough. Sometimes they're looking like they're paying attention, they're taking notes, they seem to be getting it. Then the quiz comes like, ooh, (laughs) I
8: guess
10: guess they didn't get it. And so, you know, that's why I have a lot of kind of safety nets Mm -hmm. in place as far as, you know, the tutoring and for quizzes, retakes, things of that nature. I don't do retests, but by the time you get to the test, hopefully you've got it mm-hmm. figured out.
0: That's good. Um, how do you think you personally benefit the school and the students?
10: So do you mean generally as a science teacher or specifically by what I do?
0: Um, well, by what you do. Like overall, like how do you
10: So I'd like to think that, you know, all my students will eventually become chemists and therefore directly apply everything that I Mm -hmm. teach them. But the reality is, it's more important that they learn to think in certain ways. And the kind of critical thinking that you develop in chemistry or in AP environmental science, even if you're not going into those fields, you do benefit from developing that kind of thinking and that kind of critical analysis, that kind of abstract thinking. I mean, when you're talking about things like alpha principle and space orbitals, that's super abstract. Mm-hmm. Quantum mechanics is super abstract. Just the concept of a proton, a neutron, an electron, these are abstract concepts. And as you develop the ability to think about those abstract concepts, that helps you in other areas of your life as well. So even people that aren't ever going to go into a STEM field will hopefully get some benefit from just learning that kind of thinking, learning how to make those more abstract connections.
0: Yes, that's good. Um, Is there like a life lesson you want your students to take away?
10: From me or just from life?
0: From you. Like... (laughs)
10: So, oh, there's many, but <laughs> it, I would say one is don't sell yourself short. Whatever it is that you think is beyond you, it's really just a matter of are you willing to put in the time, are you willing to seek out the resources that you need. A lot of people get it in their heads that something is beyond them or that they aren't important or that they're not capable And the reality is there's nothing special about me in terms of what I can do. I can do what I can do because I spent the time to get good at it. Other people can do what they can do because they spent the time to get good at it. Whoever you are, you can do this stuff. Mm -hmm. You can learn chemistry. You can learn math. You can learn any of the things that you're willing to apply yourself to. And some people, because they struggle with it, They think, oh, I don't feel like this is important to me, or this is stupid, or this is boring. The only class that's not a worthwhile class is the one where you're not trying. You can get something useful from everything, Mm. and you can do everything at some level. Are you going to be the greatest ever? Not necessarily, but you can do it. Mm -hmm. You can do it at a decent level.
0: All right. Do you think that OPS offers, like, a lot of educational opportunities for the students here?
10: I think they do. Uh, One of the things that we offer that a lot of schools really don't is you can take a lot of courses for college credit by the time that you're a senior. In fact, you can get basically the equivalent of an associate's degree if you are dedicated enough to it. And it takes some dedication to get that many credits, and that's why not a lot of people do it but we get a lot more people doing it here than you get pretty much anywhere else. Those doors weren't open to me when I was in high school. There just wasn't that opportunity. If we went college credit, there were a handful of AP courses and that was yeah. it. So there's a lot of opportunities there. We have a lot of electives that you don't necessarily have in other places. So do I think there can be more? I mean, I always think there could be more. I always think there's more things that we can do. But I think that if you're looking for those opportunities they're there for you
0: yes I'm glad I took them
10: oh yeah Yeah. it's it's something that I think a lot of kids took it and maybe didn't think it was for them maybe thought like oh is this gonna be too hard but they grew by doing Mm -hmm. it and I think those opportunities are great I hope we get even more in the future
0: me too um do you believe that field trips are a good way for students to learn more
10: it depends on the nature of the field Mm -hmm. trip I think that Particularly when they're field trips that are volunteer based, where it's something that people want to pursue uh, if it's tied to an elective or certain courses, uh, that can be very helpful. I think that certain field trips that uh, are maybe just something that people do, like, well, this is what the class is doing, while they can be beneficial for everyone, they're going to be most beneficial for the kids that are into it. Yeah. I think the college trips are immensely yes. beneficial. For one thing, for a lot of kids, it's their first time being on a college campus. And saying like, hey, mm-hmm. this is what it's like. Because I think for a lot of kids, they're thinking, oh, college is just like high school part two, yeah. and it's not, not at all. It is something completely different. Not just academically, it's a completely different way of living your life. Mm-hmm. You know, you're on your own. You're in you know a dorm or apartments or whatever. And you're kind of in this self-contained microcosm that is the university campus, and you have so much more free time. You have so many more demands on your time Mm -hmm. because you're gonna need to study more, you're gonna have bigger projects, but you have fewer hours in the day that are spent with classes. So it's left much more to you. It's sort of like, hey, learn your way, or don't, and then bye.
0: Um, Do you think there should be any more classes added to Oxford Prep? If so, like what type of classes?
10: So, short answer, yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. But as far as which classes, that's gonna change year to year based on the demands of the Mm -hmm. student body. I think there will be times when certain things are in demand and certain classes should be made available. But... It doesn't do any good to have, you know, a bunch of course offerings that no one is interested in taking. Mm-hmm. Like I would love to have AP Chemistry, but I worry that because you could also take Chemistry for college credit at Vance Granville, there might not be enough people interested mm-hmm. in taking it. So do I think we should offer it? Yeah, but if I only have four people in the class, yeah. is that going to be the most beneficial use of our resources? Yeah. So there's lots of classes we don't offer that I think we should. AP Chem is one of them. AP Calc is one of them. But again, how many people are going to sign up for AP Calc? Yeah. So I think that we need to always be open to having new classes. But we also need to think about what are kids interested in? Yeah. What are they willing to take? Where is the demand? If there's a class that people would definitely take and we're not offering it, we need to look into that. Yes. If it's a class that we don't offer and we would just be offering it to offer it, then Then, that we need to think about maybe thinking twice. Yeah.
0: Um, Do you believe that fundraisers benefit Oxford Prep?
10: Oh, absolutely. Because that allows us to do things with the students we couldn't otherwise do. So a lot of things that are great educational opportunities are resource intensive like doing certain labs requires a lot of research the music department needs a huge amount of resources those field trips that you talked about that costs money I mean that's not something that's just a trivial thing even if we were going somewhere free we still need transportation and we still need all the logistics support so there's so much more we can do with the help of fundraisers that we can't do if we're left to depend, you know, purely on Mm -hmm. uh, the budget that we have to work with. So the fundraisers are hugely important, especially the ones directly tied to specific departments and specific activities. So
0: yes, I know the sports do a lot of fundraisers.
10: Oh, absolutely. Because sports, of course, require a a lot of resources. Yes. You know, you need equipment and there's travel expenses, and there's a lot of other things to take mm-hmm. into consideration.
0: Um, what is one thing you would like to improve at o- ops
10: Oh, just one
0: or oh. multiple
10: <laughs> so, so this is one that uh, I think is right
7: here, Caleb Stevenson.
10: <laughs> you may have to edit some of these little bits out in the bell as well Uh, especially because if you leave that bell and it just sounds like you're censoring me for a whole (laughs) stretch but in terms of things that could be improved and this is something i'm a member of the school improvement plan uh and or school improvement team i should say and part of that is focused on you know what we're trying to improve and i keep being on the team each year because there's always things that i want to work on and i think you 're never going to be at a point in a school where there's nothing you want yeah. to work on there's always things you can improve and the biggest thing for me right now is I think there are aspects of the culture that we want to improve on because we've created an environment we have all these great academic opportunities, but we've also created an environment where the stress and the pressure can be really intense, and we want an environment or a culture where people are doing the challenging things. But not because, oh God, I guess I'd better. You yeah. know, if I don't do this, then this'll be bad. If I don't do that, that'll be bad. If they're doing it for the love of doing it. It was like, I want to take this class that's a harder class.
7: Please come to the parking lot, you're right here, your interesting Williams.
10: <clears throat> because this class is interesting to you know, people that are putting in the extra time and effort because they want to, for the passion of learning. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that you can always improve that at any school because it's never where you want it to be. Yes. Because even a lot of your quote unquote motivated students aren't always motivated by the love of learning. They're motivated by the love of grades, which usually boils down to the love of not getting in trouble. Yes. <laughs> and so if we could if I could improve one thing, it would be to improve that culture you know, throughout students and staff, because some yeah. of it comes from there as well, which is if we can learn for the pure joy of learning and it's not just about, you know, I want this score, I want that score. Because if you if you love to learn, the scores will come. Yeah. But if all you're doing it for is the scores, you're not really gonna retain much. Because yeah, you're not. doing just enough to learn what you need to get the grade and then you move on, do the next mm-hmm. thing. Real learning comes from loving learning, and if we could build that up, that's the one thing I would want to develop.
0: That makes a lot of sense. Um, (coughs) And the last question is, how long do you plan to teach at OPS, or teach in general?
10: So, you never know what's going to happen in the long run, but I have no plans in the immediate future of going anywhere else. So, I guess I don't have a specific number, but I can say that for the foreseeable future, this is where I plan on staying. So yes.
0: I think everybody needs you here too.
10: <laughs> I just bought a house recently, so I'm oh, going to wow. stay for a little while either way.
0: Oh, heck yes. <laughs> so I can come back home and be like, okay, I don't get this in my class.
10: Oh, well, and I hope that you do. I have some people that are taking the college chemistry now that reach out to me sometime.
0: So I'm with Miss Karen Brown. Um. What do you enjoy most about working in the front office?
10: The
3: people. The, the students, people. the teachers, the everybody.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you see lots of late or tardy children?
3: I feel like we do. I feel like we have a lot coming in late and tardy just because they didn't get up. Or yeah. They went, you know? yeah. You know? Yeah, I'm I, guilty I of that like one
0: sometimes. That. <laughs> that is
3: a true statement, which... Yeah worries me for when they get ready to go to college oh, yeah. and they think... Can you wake up on ready. your own? Yeah, <laughs> that's what.
0: Yeah. What days do you think the students enjoy most?
3: The Fridays when they oh, get yes. up early. Oh, yes, yes, of course. Or that they have some freedom to do their clubs mm-hmm. or whatever they want to on Fridays. So I think yeah. for sure that's I know
0: this semester I got done with class... At 12 o'clock and I went in at 11 and that was the best because right. I would only have that class on Fridays
3: which does prepare you for college yeah lots of days like that oh yeah yes.
0: do you believe that Oxford prep is a safe environment
3: I do I feel very safe here I don't worry about anything really
0: hmm would you uh, what changes would you like to be seen made at Oxford prep
3: administratively I think we need um, I think we need, like, a desk out in the lobby or some somebody out in the lobby seeing the kids coming and going. I feel mm-hmm. like we don't know where students are, and they slip through. Oh, yeah. And I feel very responsible for mm-hmm. the, for them. They're, you know, they're young adults. I know that. But they are under our key. Right? Yeah, so you so have I to feel keep track. I like that would help. And sometimes I'd like, you know, just a little place to go to count money and do things mm-hmm. like that. Um, I... Also, I know that the vision it was to expand the school, but I also loved it when it was just a high school. Yeah. When be able was here and it was just a high school. Yeah,
0: me too. Um, do you believe that the students here
3: carry school spirit? No, really. No, I'd say on a scale of one to ten, maybe a six. <laughs> they do. They come to the games. The first basketball game. They were just really into it and everything, and it it was so heartwarming. And I think that's fleeting. I think you have to have school yeah. spirit, whether you're winning or losing. And we are not a school that we strive for academics. So we're going to not be like some other schools who just yeah. look the other way when, you know, students aren't doing academically well. So maybe we're not going to have the best. Yeah. Teams. But i feel like we should still support them because they're out there and they're doing it
0: yeah they're doing it for the school and everybody else would you consider actual prep to be well organized
3: i think so i think so i i think um i think in any organization there's room for improvement but i feel like yes that um we um mr Com- mr um swanner does a good job mm-hmm. i think of sending emails out it's just Getting the parents to read the emails, getting the children to read the emails, getting the students to read the emails, and see what's coming up so that yeah. they can be organized from there as well. It just takes everybody. I don't know that everybody yeah. is as organized, but I feel like we are.
0: Yeah. What accomplishments are you proud that Oxford Prep has reached?
3: Well, I'm proud that they built the building because oh, I yeah. was here from the second year as a parent. So I'm proud that they built the building. I'm proud of, um, I'm proud of everything they do for seniors. Uh I was very vocal about that when my daughter was a senior. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's phenomenal that um they that the students fill out their own FAFSA's. Oh yeah. And they do their own applications. I had older students who did not do that. I mean they filled out their applications but they didn't do their own FAFSA. Yeah. So the fact that Olivia did her FAFSA and it was done was phenomenal. Oh, I yeah. think I'm really proud of the nature trail. Mm -hmm. Um, I love the senior parking places. I just think it has a lot of personality. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: got a lot of character. Yeah. What is your favorite thing about working at Oxford Prep?
3: Well, I love working with the administrative team here because we've got a really good team. We work very well together and we complement one another. And I love working with the kids. Although I do, you know, sometimes get a little... <laughs> I, I do love working with the kids that and, and seeing the kids grow and seeing yeah. all that. It's been a lot of fun.
0: What is your favorite part of the day? <laughs>
3: My favorite part of the day. Um I like the mornings. I like to get here in the morning and and see what's going on and what the day's gonna bring. Yeah, I'm 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 a morning person, so that's yeah. gonna be the part I like the best. <laughs> Not the late people but just get me in here and see mm-hmm. what's going on and what the day's going to bring in here. Just getting
0: the day started. Mm-hmm. All right, well, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> well, am I hired? Okay, so I'm talking to Dr. Smith, our chemistry teacher at Oxford Prep. Hello. Mm-hmm. Um, so why did you decide to start teaching?
10: So originally I worked in research labs as a microbiologist. My PhD's in microbiology. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I really enjoyed doing and was doing for quite some time. And I did a bit of teaching as part of that, but once you get to a certain point, the only next step within academics is to be a professor. Mm
7: -hmm.
10: And at that point, it becomes a lot more of an administrative job. Effectively, you're running a lab while other people under you, like grad students, are doing most of your work, that in postdocs, as far as the actual hands-on teaching, a lot of that is carried out by teaching assistants, and more importantly, even though you know you are going to be doing a lot of direct lecturing, that really is what it is, it's like lecturing in large halls, and I realized that while I enjoyed teaching after a while more than I enjoyed the research, I didn't really enjoy teaching in that setting, and part of it is just the scale of it. But also, there's kind of an aspect of preaching to the choir there because Mm -hmm. you're teaching a bunch of advanced science students, so advanced science students at that level are going to learn advanced science no matter who's teaching it to them. They're going to figure it out. And I found it was just sort of more fulfilling to teach at a level where people maybe hadn't figured out what they were going to do yet. Maybe, you know, science could kind of, you know, be something that they get into over time rather than something that's just already what they do. So... Once I got into teaching high school, I really never looked back and I enjoy this more than anything I've ever done in any other line yes. of work.
0: That's great that you went there and found out what you really liked. Um, so, for at, at OPS, um, how do you tell if your students are comprehending the lesson?
10: So, it can actually be difficult sometimes because as much as you have little assessments along the way, like, you know, classwork and homework and things of that nature there are ways for students to get what they need on that without actually yeah, understanding it. it. Yeah. So in some cases it's not until the quizzes that I'll find that some people have difficulty with certain things. Obviously, I always push people to ask questions and come to tutoring and that sort of thing. But the reality is some people just aren't going to ever let you know that they're struggling. So it can be difficult. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. you can tell if someone is, you know, glazing over or they're on their phone or they're putting their head down. And usually if they're doing other things, it's one of two things. either they, they get it and they're bored or cause it's chemistry more often, <laughs> they don't get it and they don't get it to such a great degree that they're like, well, might as well check out. <laughs> and so if it gets to that point, then you can tell that yeah. something's up. But, Sometimes it can be tough. Sometimes they're looking like they're paying attention, they're taking notes, they seem to be getting it, then the quiz comes like, ooh,
8: Oof. <laughs> I,
10: I, guess, I guess they didn't get it. And so, you know, that's why I have a lot of kind of safety nets in place as far as, you know, the tutoring and for quizzes, retakes, things of that nature. I don't do retests, but by the time you get to the test, hopefully you've got it mm-hmm. figured out.
7: That's
0: good. Um, how do you think you personally benefit the school and the students?
10: So, do you mean generally as a science teacher or specifically by what I do?
0: Um, well, by what you do. Like, overall, like how do you...
10: So, I'd like to think that, you know, all my students will eventually become chemists and therefore directly apply everything that I mm-hmm. teach them, but the reality is it's more important that they learn to think in certain ways and the kind of critical thinking that you develop in chemistry or in AP environmental science, even if you're not going into those fields, you do benefit from developing that kind of thinking and that kind of critical analysis, that kind of abstract thinking. I mean, when you're talking about things like alpha principle and space orbitals, that's super abstract. Mm-hmm. Quantum mechanics is super abstract. Just the concept of a proton, a neutron, an electron, these are abstract concepts. And as you develop the ability to think about those abstract concepts, that helps you in other areas of your life as well. So even people that aren't ever going to go into a STEM field will hopefully get some benefit from just learning that kind of thinking, learning how to make those more abstract connections.
0: Yes, that's good. Um, Is there like a life lesson you want your students to take away?
10: From me or just from life?
0: From you. Like... (laughs)
10: So, oh, there's many, but <laughs>
8: it,
10: I would say one is don't sell yourself short. Whatever it is that you think is beyond you, it's really just a matter of are you willing to put in the time, are you willing to seek out the resources that you need? A lot of people get it in their heads that something is beyond them or that they aren't important or that they're not capable And the reality is, there's nothing special about me in terms of what I can do. I can do what I can do because I spent the time to get good at it. Other people can do what they can do because they spent the time to get good at it. Whoever you are, you can do this stuff. Mm -hmm. You can learn chemistry. You can learn math. You can learn any of the things that you're willing to apply yourself to. And some people, because they struggle with it, they think, oh, I don't feel like this is important to me, or this is stupid, or this is boring. The only class that's not a worthwhile class is the one where you're not trying. You can get something useful from everything, mm. and you can do everything at some level. Are you going to be the greatest ever? Not necessarily, but you can do it. Mm-hmm. You can do it at a decent level.
0: All right. Um. Do you think that OPS offers, like, a lot of educational opportunities for the students here?
10: I think they do. Uh, One of the things that we offer that a lot of schools really don't is you can take a lot of courses for college credit by the time that you're a senior. In fact, you can get basically the equivalent of an associate's degree if you are dedicated enough to it. And it takes some dedication to get that many credits, and that's why not a lot of people do it. But we get a lot more people doing it here than you get pretty much anywhere else. Those doors weren't open to me when I was in high school. There just wasn't that opportunity. If we wanted college credit, there were a handful of AP courses and that was yeah. it. So there's a lot of opportunities there. We have a lot of electives that you don't necessarily have in other places. So do I think there could be more? I mean, I always think there could be more. I always think there's more things that we can do. But I think that if you're looking for those opportunities, they're there for you.
0: Yes, I'm glad I took them.
10: Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's something that I think a lot of kids took it and maybe didn't think it was for them. Maybe thought like, oh, is this going to be too hard? But they grew by doing Mm it. And I think those opportunities are great. I hope we get even more in the future.
0: Me too. Um, Do you believe that field trips are a good way for students to learn more?
10: It depends on the nature of the field Mm -hmm. trip. I think that... Particularly when they're field trips that are volunteer-based, where it's something that people want to pursue if it's tied to an elective or certain courses, uh, that can be very helpful. I think that certain field trips that uh, are maybe just something that people do, like, well, this is what the class is doing, while they can be beneficial for everyone, they're going to be most beneficial for the kids that are into it. Yeah. I think the college trips are immensely yes. beneficial. For one thing, for a lot of kids it's their first time being on a college campus. And saying like, hey, mm-hmm. this is what it's like because I think for a lot of kids they're thinking, "Oh, college is just like high school part 2." Yeah. And it's not, not at all. It is something completely different. Not just academically, it's a completely different way of living your life. Mm-hmm. You know, you're on your own, you're in, you know, a dorm or apartments or whatever and you're kind of in this self-contained microcosm that is the university campus, and you have so much more free time. You have so many more demands on your time Mm -hmm. because you're gonna need to study more, you're gonna have bigger projects, but you have fewer hours in the day that are spent with classes, so it's left much more to you. It's sort of like, hey, learn your way, or don't, and then bye.
0: Um, Do you think there should be any more classes added to Oxford Prep? If so, like what type of classes?
10: So short answer, yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. But as far as which classes, that's going to change year to year based on the demands of Mm -hmm. the student body. I think there will be times when certain things are in demand and certain classes should be made available. But it doesn't do any good to have you know a bunch of course offerings that no one is interested in taking. Mm-hmm. Like I would love to have AP chemistry, but I worry that because you could also take chemistry for college, college. credit at Vance Granville, there might not be enough people interested mm-hmm. in taking it. So do I think we should offer it? Yeah. But if I only have four people in the class, yeah. is that going to be the most beneficial use of our resources? Yeah. So there's lots of classes we don't offer that I think we should. AP Chem is one of them. AP Calc is one of them. But again, how many people are going to sign up for AP Calc? Yeah. So I think that we need to always be open to having new classes. But we also need to think about what are kids interested in? Yeah. What are they willing to take? Where is the demand? If there's a class that people would definitely take and we're not offering it we need to look into that yes if it's a class that we don't offer and we would just be offering it to offer it then Then, that we need to think about maybe thinking twice
0: yeah Um, do you believe that fundraisers benefit Oxford prep
10: oh absolutely because that allows us to do things with the students we couldn't otherwise do so a lot of things that are great educational opportunities are resource intensive. Like doing certain labs requires a lot of research. The music department needs a huge amount of resources. Those field trips that you talked about, that costs money. I mean, that's not something that's just a trivial thing. Even if we were going somewhere free, we still need transportation and we still need all the logistics support. So there's so much more we can do with the help of fundraisers, that we can't do if we're left to depend, you know, purely on
5: mm-hmm.
10: uh, the budget that we have to work with. So the fundraisers are hugely important, especially yes. the ones directly tied to specific departments and specific activities. So
0: yes, I know the sports do a lot of fundraisers.
10: Oh, absolutely, yes. because sports, of course, require a lot, a lot of resources. Yes, you know, you need equipment and. There's travel expenses and there's a lot of other things to take mm-hmm. into consideration.
0: Um, what is one thing you would like to improve at o- OPS?
10: Oh, just one.
0: Or oh. multiple. <laughs> so,
10: so this is one that uh, I think is.
7: right here, Caleb Stevens.
10: You, you may have to edit yeah. some of these little bits out in the mail as well. <laughs> Uh, especially because if you leave that bell and it just sounds like you're censoring me for a whole (laughs) stretch but in terms of things that could be improved and this is something I'm a member of the school improvement plan uh, and or school improvement team I should say and part of that is focused on you know what we're trying to improve and I keep being on the team each year because there's always things that I want to work on and I think you're never gonna be at a point in the school where there's nothing you want to work on. There's always things you can improve. And the biggest thing for me right now is I think there are aspects of the culture that we want to improve on because we've created an environment, we have all these great academic opportunities, but we've also created an environment where the stress and the pressure can be really intense. And we want an environment or a culture where people are doing the challenging things, but not because, oh God, I guess I'd better. You yeah. know, or if I don't do this, then this will be bad. If I don't do that, that'll be bad. If they're doing it for the love of doing it. It was like, I want to take this class that's a harder class.
7: Please come to the parking lot and ride here your interesting way.
10: <laughs> because this class is interesting. To you know, people that are putting in the extra time and effort because they want to for the passion of learning. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that you can always improve that at any school because it's never where you want it to be. yes, because even a lot of your quote unquote motivated students aren't always motivated by the love of learning. They're motivated by the love of grades, which usually boils down to the love of not getting in trouble. Yes. <laughs> and so if we could if I could improve one thing, it would be to improve that culture. You know throughout students and staff because some yeah. of it comes from there as well which is if we can learn for the pure joy of learning and it's not just about you know I want this score I want that score because if you if you love to learn the scores will come yeah but if all you're doing it for is the scores you're not really gonna retain much because yeah, you're not. doing just enough to learn what you need to get the grade and then you move on do the next mm-hmm. thing Real learning comes from loving learning, and if we could build that up, that's the one thing Yeah, I would want to develop.
0: That makes a lot of sense. Um, <coughs> and the last question is, how long do you plan to teach at OPS, or teach in general?
10: So, you never know what's gonna happen in the long yeah. run, but I have no plans in the immediate future of going anywhere else. So, I guess I don't have a specific number, But I can say that for the foreseeable future, this is where I plan on staying. Yes.
0: I think everybody needs you here, too.
10: (laughs) I just bought a house recently, so I'm going to stay for a little while either way. Oh,
0: heck yes. (laughs) So I can come back home and be like, okay, I don't get this in my class.
10: Oh, and I hope that you do. I have some people that are taking the college chemistry now that reach out to me sometimes.